Welcome guys again to Origin Gate's weekly podcast called Wisdom's Echo. This is Stephen McKee and today I felt to bring a message called The Perfect Man. The Perfect Man. And really, this is about God's dream. This is about where God wants to take us. And we use words like perfect and sometimes that will stir up a religious spirit that will say, we can't be perfect like this. We're always going to be sinners. Well, let me just read, first of all, from Ephesians. And it's Ephesians 4, starting from verse 11. And we're all familiar with this about the apostolic. But let me just, let me read it then I'll comment. And it says, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of his saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth and love, and grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. But I want to focus in on this till we all come in to unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You see, there's a place in God called fullness. And there was three feasts in Israel that I speak about a lot. Um, and they were prophetic signposts. They were pointing to the future. They weren't just things that Israel was to do just for no reason. They were actually a prophetic symbolism of what was to come in the future in our day. The first was Passover. And obviously that's to do with Christ. It's to do with sacrifices. It's to do with the blood. It's the first part of our experience with Yahweh when we experience him in salvation and, and we are forgiven. But then for some... There is something beyond, and it's Pentecost. And Pentecost is obviously to do with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, to do with the fire, because a flame of fire sat upon all of their heads. And yeah, we receive gifts, and God administrates gifts as he wills, and people speak in tongues and prophesy, and there's healings and miracles and all sorts of gifts that are amazing. But there is more than that. There's something beyond. There's a plan in God's heart. You see, we've stayed in, at Pentecost. And of course, we do not do away with Pentecost. Of course not. But there's something beyond. Pentecost is supposed to lead us somewhere. Because there's another feast that 
the men of Israel were told to go to Jerusalem to um, to meet with God, and it was the Feast of Tabernacles. And I believe we're in between Pentecost and Tabernacles, if you want a prophetic um, schedule or whatever you want to call it, because we've experienced Pentecost for many years, especially as it was reintroduced in 1906 at Azusa Street when God moved and there was outpourings of the Spirit and God moved in power and we had all the early Pentecostal pioneers like Smith Wigglesworth or all the great saints who, who well, I was brought up in the Apostolic Church which was the first Pentecostal denomination in the United Kingdom and all these early leaders and pioneers began to spread Pentecost, the power of the baptism of the Spirit and we need that again, there's nothing wrong with that because Pentecost is a down payment. It's like a tenth. And we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But what we mustn't do is just park there thinking we've arrived, thinking this is it. Because there's something more. And God reintroduced to the church the, the apostolic. But we think that's the end in itself because we think if we just get the apostolic, then we can teach people the gifts. We can teach people how to prophesy. We can teach people how to evangelize. We can, um, what does it say here? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So we think it's all about ministry. We think it's all about um, just using the gifts and going on the streets and evangelizing. That's great, but that's not the end. That is not the full purpose of what God is trying to bring into creation. You see, God has actually got a dream of a perfect man. There's something beyond just using the gifts. The gifts to me are like the initial tools that God, Yahweh, has given us to help us grow, to build us up, so that we can begin to walk, so that we can begin to function out of the Spirit, so that we can begin to reach our world. Absolutely, initial gifts, it's amazing. But there's something beyond. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Until. You see, there's something here that we don't really even see. A little word, till, or until, means there's a dividing line between the time when there's the apostolic, then something beyond. And it says, until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. You see, the main thing, the main dream of God is not that we just function in gifts. Because the gifts themselves do not tell you whether you actually even know God or not. Because remember, Jesus said to some of the saints at the end times, he would say, they said, we would prophesy in your name, we cast out demons in your name. And Jesus said, get away from me, I didn't even know you. So the gifts in themselves are not the end product. The end product is that we would come into the knowledge of the Son of God, into the very expression and experience of the Son of God in depth, in fullness, so that we are possessed by Him, we are filled with Him. We are changed to become like Him, into the image of Christ into the fullness of all that he is, into the fullness of the height and the depth and the breadth and the length of the love of Christ, into the authority of Christ, into the fullness of the power of Christ. Are we not seated in heavenly places? 
He is the head, but we are his body. We are actually somehow connected to the Trinity. More than just people learning and training how to prophesy or speak in tongues. But we are somehow connected vitally, mystically to the body of Christ. We are the body. We are somehow connected to the divine. Something beyond just learning gifts. That we would come into the knowledge of the Son of God and unto a perfect man. That we would not just learn how to prophesy and speak in tongues, but we would become the perfect man. You see, we have got so many schools and seminars about how to prophesy and all this. But God has got a school. And it is sometimes it's a school of suffering. It's a school of the wilderness. It's a school of being secluded sometimes. It's a school of the Spirit. It's a school of Christ. And it's not a school of just learning gifts. It's a school where we are moulded and melted and shaped into the image of Christ. It's a school where we are changed and transformed, where he is the potter and we are the clay. It's a school of the Spirit where he is wanting and desiring a community of people across the planet who become the perfect man. What is the perfect man? The perfect man is the man who look and behave like Christ. Not just behave like him, but are transformed inwardly and become like Christ. The perfect man is the man who is in union with Yahweh. The perfect man is the man who is in union with the fullness of his love. The perfect man is the one who is in total surrender and yieldedness to the Father. It's a collective body of people across the planet who learn how to die to self and live unto God. A perfect man who are not just dead to self but alive. They've been crucified, they know the crucified life, they've died to self but they also know how to live the resurrected life and not just the resurrected life. The ascended life and the glorified life. As he is, so are we. As he is in the heavenlies, so we are in the heavenlies, but then we are also touching the earth. And we become conduits of his will, conduits of his kingdom, conduits of his perfect plan and purpose for time and eternity. Conduits of all that he is, channels of his divine mystery, of his divine will conduits of all that he is and then we will be the perfect man walking in the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ Do you know we've been walking in the, the measure of the down payment which is Pentecost you read it it's, Paul says the spirit was given as a down payment a down payment means you've given a minimal amount to ensure you have got that whether it's a house or a, a car or whatever it is you're paying for but the fullness has not been given yet the fullness the full stature of Christ it's a journey it's a journey where we have got to walk it out with the Lord where we've got to allow him to change us until we walk as the perfect man the perfect man individually and it does it does not necessarily mean we don't fail and fall sometimes but we become fully mature. 
And the true purpose of the apostolic was to produce a man that was fully mature. It's not just to remain as a, a structure that just trains people and where we've got labels and you're called apostle somebody and prophet this and prophet that. It's supposed to be where we walk in the fullness and then train our people to walk in the fullness, to be able to walk in the fullness so that we all walk in the fullness together so that there's no need for the apostolic anymore because we are totally at one and in one with Yahweh. And then we walk in the full stature of Christ and become like him and become the perfect man. <laughs> that is God's dream. So guys, this is Origin Gate Podcast. Wisdom's Echo. This is Stephen McKee and I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you enjoy the ones to come.